The button has been pushed. Commencing podcast now. Maybe uh, the dopey one. Like she was like a shaggy dog. Welcome to Pop Tech Jam, the independent audio magazine about consumer technology, pop culture, thriving, and subscribing. I'm J.D. Beersdorfer. And I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado. On this week's show, we discuss the recent tech headlines, and Al Kaiser has some thoughts on what we call like a fan service. I have thoughts. You have thoughts. I have lots of thoughts. He has many thoughts, and we're going to discuss some of them uh, later in the show. Yeah, fan service, Star Wars, Doctor Who, be prepared. They're going to be spoilers. Yes, yeah, buckle your seatbelt. Yeah. Um, but before that, you have uh, thoughts on something else, right? Oh, uh, my gosh, yeah. You know, it's been so long since we've done an episode that so much stuff is happening. Yes. First off, it feels like the world's about to end, but that's another thing. Yeah. That's another podcast. We don't have to deal with that. Yeah. But did you watch the DC crossover? I know you're not a big fan of the TV universe. I knew they were doing Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yes, they which, definitely did. You know, for those who are too young to remember, the classic 12-issue maxi series around 1985 to 1986, drawn by George Perez. And Marv Wolfman. Yes, and Marv wrote, Wolfman. Written by. And, and this... Uh, was really uh, in in the course of his times the first time I think a major comics publisher oh gosh, yeah. rebooted its entire universe. Yeah, at that time I was totally into Marvel, and it still caught my eye. Yeah, it caught my attention. That's how big this thing was. I was Marvel all the way. Yeah. And they really did just realign their entire universe. Yes, and it they popularized was, a lot of the crossovers absolutely. and the single uh, character books who crossed over with this. And it was very tied into this giant, giant mega yeah. plot. The Charlton characters became canon and all yeah. that stuff. It was it was good stuff. So, Great stuff. Yeah, so so at the time, uh, what, 30, 40 years ago, yeah. it, it was a phenomenal bit of mainstream comics history. And so now, uh, I've only heard a little bit on the periphery, but all of the CW, Berlanti, mm-hmm. DC shows are adapting the storyline for they did. the shows. And how, well, how did that turn out? Let me tell you something. I dug it so much. I thought it was brilliantly done. Yeah, the special effects were cheesy. Yeah, it's, it's a, a weekly it's, budget. It's a, yes, exactly. Give it a break. If you wanted something or expected something that was in the cinematic universe— Forget about it. There are going to be spoilers here, by the way. So mm-hmm. you can stop and skip over to the news yeah. and if, if you don't want to hear any of the spoilers. But they just handled it so phenomenally well. It felt like all those years of all the shows of Arrow and Flash and even DC's Legends of Tomorrow, they built to this point sort of like Marvel did with Endgame. Yeah. It was phenomenally well done. It was Fun. Brandon Ruth came back as Superman, Ooh, which yeah. was awesome. They brought back Tom Welling from Smallville. Oh, the wow. cameos were epic, epic. They had Birds of Prey, the cat, one of the carrot huntress, the woman who played yeah. huntress. Birds of Prey. They had Burt Ward. They had who else did they have? They had uh, what's his face, Robert Wool. Oh, really? From Batman, the original Batman movie. So it this was is just, just like. Non-stop. They had the Titans from DC Universe. Oh, my. They had Doom Patrol. They tied in all these universes. Who didn't they have at this point? They literally, I think they covered everything. No Batmite. No no Batmite. But it was brilliantly done. They tied all of these things into different universes. It made total sense. It was like, wow, now I get it. All the shows are connected, even if they're not Berlanti shows. But I think he has his hands on pretty much all of them. 
The best part of the equation, though, the best part of the whole thing that made me literally jump up and like run around my house going, what? Mm -hmm. Was when they brought in the Flash from the cinematic universe for a cameo. He came in. Mm -hmm. It was brilliantly done. I don't know how they kept the secret. I don't know how it didn't leak. No, they probably shot it in one day and like, yeah. It was so well done. I can't remember the actor's name who plays Flash in the movies, but. Yeah, but that guy. That guy. The interplay between both of them was just really well done. I mean, I was pleased. The only downside is, is how many times can you kill the arrow? Yeah. I mean, the guy died in every single one. I know, it's going to be like Highlander here. Oh my God, it was frustrating. After a while, okay, we get it. He's, He's sacrificing himself. Yeah, he's the hero. Bottom line is, I was always annoyed with the fact that they ripped off the entire Batman storyline for the Arrow series, but that's another Yeah, well, podcast. I mean, Green Arrow was always kind of, you know, rich playboy and stars. Oh, he was a total, like, back office ripoff of Batman. It was yeah. so obvious. He just had, you know, more limited props. Now, uh, going back to the original Crisis series, yeah. uh, and I believe it was perhaps oh, episode Mar- Wolfman seven. actually had an, a cameo in the show. That is sweet. Yes. George Perez as well. But going back to the original series, I believe it was around issue seven in the storyline where they killed a major character who Mm -hmm. happens to have have her own show on the CW. Did they kill her or did they write around that? Supergirl. No, they did not. They killed Arrow. Okay. Basically. And again, hey, I warned you guys before there was going to be spoilers. Yeah. No, they didn't kill Supergirl. Yeah, because I was wondering because... She's kind of got her own show on CW, and if she's dead, that's really kind of yeah. hard to carry the show. <laughs> I'm having trouble sticking with Supergirl, I gotta admit. Yeah, I'm it's... having trouble. They've Now they've incorporated that they've got universe the... into the universe with Flash and all that, so... Yeah, because they were bringing in the Legion of Superheroes into that, because yes, I would kind of like, I would occasionally stumble over, and I was like, what Brainiac, you know? He's, you know and... Well, see, the, I, that's the thing. What's happening now is they've actually, I think they've smartened up. Mm-hmm. Brainiac 5. Yes, yes, the good one. Right. The character that they introduced in Supergirl looked nothing like Brainiac 5 from the comics. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. Well, as I recall, was like blue or something, right? Or green. green. Yeah. Green. Yeah. Green and blonde. Yeah. This character was like this weird, fake, like, no, he weird had this looking, bluish like tinge. Hipster Greenpoint dude. Right, yeah. exactly. Not in the Crisis episodes, but an episode right after that, they finally, I guess, again, f- we were going to talk about fan service later, but... but you know, bending to fan service, they actually introduced a new version of Brainiac 5, who's a lot more like the Legion of Superheroes character, looks a lot like it, looks much better. Mm-hmm. So, again, to the point about fan service, we'll yeah. talk about it a little later. But anyway, I guess there was no tech news, huh? There were little bits. Oh, there was a little, 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 little bit of pieces. Because I can keep talking about crossovers. Yes. So, you know. I, I know. It's it's in your wheelhouse. It is. It is. Um, well, there's a few things. And some of them are uh, indeed video related. Really? Uh, so, so this might perk up your ears. Mm. But let's roll into it so we can get on to the second half of your fan service <laughs> observations. Mm-hmm. Digital subscriptions are big news. Mobile app revenue in the United States uh, was up 21% in 2019. With the top 100 apps pulling in 4.6 billion with a B dollars, so uh, what do you guess was the top grossing app in 2019? Netflix. Tinder. Netflix. Tinder. Tinder. Yeah. Really? Yeah, for mobile apps. Yeah, because uh, that particular app also pulled in 10 percent of the spending in the top 100 apps of the year. 
Powered by monthly recurring subscriptions like uh, Tinder Gold at $14.99 per month and Tinder Plus at $9.99 a month. A lot of frisky people out there. Yeah. I, Yikes. I did not know that they were these extra levels of Tinder. Um, I don't want to know. Which goes to show that I don't actually use the app. Thank God I've been married for so long. Yes, you know, there's a... It's, you know, your nice little island. Yes. You know, you all go Tinder away. Yeah, yeah. Swiping left yeah, and exactly. yeah, yeah. The other apps uh, that, that made a lot of money, YouTube Premium, which kind of makes sense because every time you go to YouTube free, they're always up in your grill with some, you know, you want to subscribe to like high-end YouTube. All right, seriously, you're blowing my mind with these. I figured those two wouldn't even make the chart. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to talk about digital video in a moment and, and your pal Netflix is in uh, that one. This one's more sort of the apps on the phone. So YouTube oh, okay. Premium. All right, fair enough. Uh, Pandora also uh, Pandora, nice. doing Good. well. I'm a fan of Pandora. I'm, I'm hoping they do well. Yes, and uh, Google One Cloud Storage, which I guess is people have had their Gmail accounts and other Google accounts for a while. They're mm-hmm. maxing out their free amount of space, and so people have to pay to, to have more Google server there. space. I'm almost there. Yes, yeah, so, so those were some of the big ones. Interesting. Um, but uh, also in uh, the whole uh, digital entertainment thing, ABC News is making an effort to boost its streaming service and said it plans to hire 50 new journalists and increase the number of hours live programming that it's going to do online uh, with a coming up with a round-the-clock news service within a year. Now, what they're saying here, because, you know, it's like what we already have, like 24-7 news channels, what's mm-hmm. up with another one? ABC is sending this service is intended to be pure news and not the continuous political commentary that many of the current cable networks tend to do. Please tell me they don't say anywhere in that press release that it's aimed towards millennials because I will seriously pound my face on this table. It, it does not. Good. I don't think the ABC thing is intended for millennials. millennials. Uh, I think by dint of the 24 set, like I, and CBS has something similar, mm-hmm. although I they don't do. think it's. Constantly 24-7, like you'll see recorded bits of things you can go to. But I noticed that they were they were big. There was the last time something happened in New York, it was some kind of like accident or whatever. They were the ones that were kind of on it. Uh, it was the only one because like the CBS, the, the, the live yeah, app. Yeah, yeah. The CBS. Uh, yeah. And, and then eventually New York one got down there uh, as they do. For everything. Yes. Uh, so, so ABC uh, jumping in, uh, you know, as we know, NBC is uh, having its Peacock streaming, which I think is going to be more entertainment. Because they've already got a news app, although it's mainly just like a, a jukebox of their existing shows. I hate to be a negative Ned. Really? You? Yeah, negative? Uh, you know, but, you know, because I'm such a positive ray of sunshine. I know. You time. were up with people all Absolutely. the time. Oof, yeah. <laughs> I had a joke there, but I'm going to skip <laughs> yeah. it. But listen, you and I both know that when they figure out that it's the pundits and the crazy gas bags that make them a ton of money, mm-hmm. I'm talking about Fox News and MSNBC. I have a sneaking suspicion this is not going to be pure news for that long. Yeah. I'm just saying. Oh, I'm trying just to think, who, who does ABC have that's... They don't have anyone. It's just, they have news people. Head. Yeah. They have news people, which they, I deeply respect. Yeah, no, they're, they're very, you know, and I think that the, the guy that anchors the evening ABC uh, World News tonight, I think he's going to be heavily involved in it. I've been to so many of these news conventions and stuff. The TV people all look so fantastic mm-hmm. all the time. And the print journalists. It's like, you know, the, yeah, we, please, are you Collection of me? coffee and mustard stains. Exactly. Yeah. It's just so embarrassing sometimes. It's like, wow, I don't want to even stand next to some of them sometimes. Yeah. So, well, yeah, no. Yeah, they have to go. No, I'm not the dissing hair and makeup you. And, I know yeah. there are actually TV folks that listen to the show, yeah. so we're not dissing you. We're actually complimenting you. Yes, yeah, it's, 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 you know, they all the, look fantastic all the time. The perk of the makeup uh, yes. person there. 
So we'll see what ABC does with this. Now, moving on uh, more to streaming video services. You got to wonder, you know, because we've had a few for a while. Uh, yeah. And uh, several came out last year. Uh, how many people are watching and what services are they using? Okay. Netflix has got to be up there. Yeah, ne- this is where your Netflix comes in. Uh, the research firm Ampere Analysis has some numbers. They looked at all of the uh, streaming subscriptions. Mm-hmm. They say Netflix has 61.3 million people. Amazon Prime, 42.2. Apple TV Plus, 33.6, which is more than the next two. Uh, Hulu, 31.8. And Disney Plus, which has 23.2 See, people. But hold on a second. This just happened to me last night because I had to reset my Apple TV box. They're giving you a year free. Precisely. Uh-huh. uh-huh. You see what I'm saying? That's why they've got all those numbers, yes. because if you've bought any kind of Apple hardware, iPhone, iPad, what have you, since they introduced this Apple TV Plus service last fall, right. you get a, a year of it free. Correct. So, I yeah. signed up for it myself. Yeah, so it's got all these numbers, but the revenue, like how many people, once that year is up, are going to pay the four ninety nine a month to keep watching? I know the morning show did very well. In fact, uh, Jennifer Aniston, whatever, got She won a SAG award. Yeah. yeah. Got an award for it, but a lot of the programming, the only two that, that I can think of off the top of my head besides that one are the sea show, which you made fun of, where everyone's blind and the dude plays Aquaman's in it, and the one where Emily Dickinson, yeah, Dickinson. is, yeah, with, is with the singer Haley Steinfeld. Yeah, yeah, and, and she's sort of a, a, a moody emo teen. No interest. I know my, Emily my daughter will watch that. Guarantee yeah. you, my daughter will watch that, but I have no interest in any of these shows. There is nothing on that network that I want to watch, but I signed up. Yeah, because, you know, free stuff. It's the Google Plus of video streaming. Yeah, so, so we'll see how their their numbers uh, go there. Um, and then also, you know, well, Disney Plus has come down. They only introduced that service in, what, November of last year, so they didn't really have a full quarter no, to build not. up. there. And, and once word got out about Baby Yoda, Baby I think they Yoda, got a lot of signups. Baby, Baby Yoda. Hey, listen, the problem with that is they don't have a backup. Yeah. They threw out the Mandalorian, and what do they got? Yeah. What, reruns of Waverly Place? Yeah, I mean, well, they got one other new show that's coming. I can't remember the name of it, so that's how memorable that was. And then they've got the back catalog of, like, all the Pixars, and eventually Frozen 2 is going to drop there, so, you know, everyone They who, canceled the Obi-Wan show. Is that for, for real canceled? They held, they held it off. That's the rumor I'm hearing. Oh, really? Yeah. They held it off. Yeah, and uh, or uh, Clone Wars or one of the other anime animated. I, I think they're back. coming out with a couple of uh, uh, Star Wars animated shows. But still, that that'll take some time. Absolutely. So, so we'll see if you know how long Disney can coast on. Hey, the, I'm sticking uh, with it because Mandalorian was great, and catching up on all the Disney movies. My daughter and I'm rather my wife loves them. You know, mm-hmm. you got all the Marvel movies, although they don't have. Infinity Wars. Oh, they're just waiting for it to get off the Netflix I guess and so. HBO for a They have Endgame, to... but they don't have Infinity Wars, so it's kind of frustrating. So, so we'll see um, this year until the new Mandalorian comes back. Mm-hmm. And what are they going to show us here? And they remember HBO Max is dropping in March, yeah. I believe. So that should be interesting. And I'm already moving chess pieces to try to get it because my, my gut feeling is that they're going to drop DC Universe mm-hmm. and incorporate the DC Universe shows into that or just leave the comics part. The comic books, because you can actually read comic books on DC Universe, yeah. sort of like uh, Marvel Unlimited, and put the rest of the shows on HBO Max. Plus, they've got some interesting shows coming out on HBO Max, including the exclusive Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. They took it off Amazon Prime, yeah, and now they put it on Is that HBO where the, the fancy Sesame Street's going to be, too? Yeah. Like, we got to pay for it. Okay. Yeah. Well, right. it's on HBO now, but yeah. it'll be on HBO Max eventually. All right. So, so that's uh, that, that's all coming. But uh, getting back to, to Netflix, yes, uh, which you mentioned, still uh, kind of leading the, the subscription race here. 
Um, they've revised the way they measure what viewers are watching. Interesting. Uh, now, uh, you know, the, the service's new hot show of the moment, The Witcher, uh, which we've talked about, uh, reportedly has 76 million member accounts watching it, which I guess is about 45% of the company's total global subscriber base. I'll tell you, um, that dude is ridiculously handsome. Yeah, Henry Cavill. Oh yeah. He looks better in the long white way than he did as Superman. He does, yeah, yeah. But however, in its last quarterly report, Netflix says it now counts viewership based on a mere two minutes of viewing time. So yeah, even kind of sus. Yeah. So even if you're kind of sitting there and you get up to go to the bathroom and then come back, say, oh, I'm going to watch a show. Those two minutes you were in the bathroom, they're going to count that you were watching the show. So that's sus. I don't I don't dig that. Yeah. So uh, and they're they're um, saying that the two minutes uh, is long enough to indicate that the choice was intentional. It's like, no, it's not. No, you could have been, no. Or you could have, you know, dropped the remote and couldn't dig it out from under the couch in that time. You had to go, you know, flip your tortilla or something. Come yeah. on. Yeah. So and that uh, wasn't a euphemism. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Yes. But no, you know, some people cook while they watch. That's right. Yeah. So, so that's so Netflix is using kind of some yeah. wiggly numbers, maybe, just a shall bit. we say? Just a little bit. But from uh, flexible numbers to flexible phones, mm-hmm. uh, Motorola's revamped reincarnated Razer phone is available for pre-order now and is expected to hit stores exclusively with Verizon Wireless on February the 6th. Remember the iconic oh, Razer from the 90s? Yeah, of little, course. So the new version is, a, is still a small, vertically folding phone. Uh, it measures about uh, 3.7 by 2.8 inches when it's folded, but it opens up to a 6.2-inch screen, which is comparable to yeah. a lot of smartphones today. So this should please people who want big screens but don't want to tote around clunky hardware that can't fit in the back jeans pocket. I'm going to go on a limb and say that's going to be a big phone in Japan. Uh, I, I would still, think so. They still love those flip phones out there. Yeah, and Razer is because they, they look, to see what happened when Samsung had that whole Galaxy Fold yeah, that, yeah. that was kind Fiasco. of a hot mess. Yeah. yeah. And so they're, they're already putting out documents about, oh, well, you may see, you know, this little crease in the screen. This is normal. You have to bend somewhere. So they're, they're sort of prepping people. Um, But the revised Razer has a price tag of $1,500. So we're going to see just how much that nostalgia is worth to people who love the original <laughs> Razer. Uh, I love the original Razer. Back in the day. Not $1,500 worth. Yeah. <laughs> so um, And then this new Razer will also have some competition from Samsung, who is trying again uh, with the Galaxy. You know, they had the Galaxy Fold with the, the screen busting right, thing that right. we, I believe, Snarked commented upon. Yes. But the South Korean company is trying again with the Galaxy Z Flip, uh, oh, flip. which is a new one, yes. It's not flip and fold. No, it's, it's doing? The, the communicator flip open, gotcha. even though I don't know if it still has that, that kind of hinge action. But this uh, new phone uh, from Samsung will have a fingerprint scanner for security and a rumored price tag of around $850. That's a little more. Which makes it considerably yeah. cheaper than the Razer. So. Almost half. Yeah, so whether or not the screen cracks off when you fold it after a week <laughs> there is, is, remains to be seen. There is that. Yes, there is that. So we'll wait for the early reviews yes, we will. and the uh, eval units yes, reports from the testers out there. Yes. Uh, moving on, algorithms, artificial intelligence, and big data are used to predict a lot of things, yes, like they if are. you're going to buy those shoes on Instagram. But now they're even able to predict the spread of infectious diseases, like, uh, say, that coronavirus coming out of China. Everyone's freaking out about that. Yeah, that's. Well, you remember. Yeah, that's. And uh, Wired uh, did a story on this company called Blue Dot. And Blue Dot has an algorithm that scans foreign language news reports, uh, airline ticketing data, animal and plant disease networks. Didn't know those were things. I didn't know. Uh, And official proclamations uh, to give the clients that subscribe to its service advance warning uh, to avoid danger zones like, say, Wuhan, China. Yeah. So they're looking at all this data, crunching it down. 
Kamran Khan, Blue Dot's founder and CEO, says the algorithm doesn't use social media postings because that data is, quote, too messy. But the company's access to global airline ticketing data helps predict where and when infected residents are going to be going and then kind of just extrapolates that out. The system correctly predicted that the virus would jump from Wuhan to Bangkok, Seoul, Taipei, and Tokyo in the following days that it first appeared in China because uh, this company was was looking at where yeah. people were going. So an interesting, you know, creepy but helpful. Creepy but helpful. So that's Blue Dot. Now, for those who uh, still lament the loss of Vine, that six-second video format killed by Twitter in 2016. Crushed. The replacement app has finally landed. Uh, the new one is called Byte, B-Y-T-E. <laughs> Had to spell that there just because I know where you were going yeah, with it. Yeah, 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 And it's available for Android and iOS. Uh, now, time will tell if Byte can take a bite out of the popularity enjoyed by TikTok, Instagram. Nope. And other apps that now dominate the short-form video space. But what took them so long? They I mean, 2016 up. was like three years. It's ridiculous. They had they they invented this thing, yeah. and they gave up. I don't get it. And and people loved it and were mourning when it got taken away. And there was the Vine archive. My and people gosh, would go, there were sad, music like, superstars made out of there. Mm-hmm. Now TikTok's got the game all yeah, sewed TikTok up. TikTok ate their lunch. Yes, so. they did. So who knows if people will have enough nostalgia for but things move so fast, like the kids who are doing TikTok probably didn't know that Vine was a thing. Yeah, and no, they go, are they going to go to Byte? I don't know. I doubt it. So, uh, so, But that's there. And finally, the end of January 2020 is notable for many things. Say your Lunar New Year. We are now in the year of the rat. If you uh, are Scottish, Burns Night is the 25th of January. Oh, I had friends who celebrated that. Yes, yeah. you know, little, little, I don't do the haggis thing. But oh, I they like presented the, the haggis? Yeah. Yes, you know, and it gets its own song and, and poetry is recited and... And all of that. But uh, January 2020 is also the 99th anniversary of the word robot entering the English language. Really? I didn't know that. I didn't know this either. And I found it on one of those, you know, fascinating facts, news things. But on January 25th, 1921, the play R.U.R., which stands for Rossum's Universal Robots, premiered. And uh, because this was the English translation, it uh, took the word into the English vocabulary and science fiction canon uh, this was translated from the original Robati. The word was originally in a 1920 Czech play that had premiered the year before, so it gets translated and makes it over here in 1921, gives us 99 years. But we've had robots for 99 years in uh, popular culture. You know I've got craft work playing in my head right now. Uh-huh, right? Yeah, no, and we'll have for the rest of the day probably. Yes, absolutely. But that's been a quick look at the news and some fascinating uh, facts. So for anyone out there who would like to know more, you can find links to all these stories at poptechjam.com. Up next, I believe uh, we're going back to the fan service. All right, so I, I sense you are putting a stone in the catapult here and yeah. pulling it back. Yeah, I'm going to definitely, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a wing it. All right, so. That's who, a nice cup. Yes, it's the uh, the Women wow. Auxiliary Service Pilots. Um, That's awesome. From the Wasp Museum in Sweetwater, Texas. Very nice. Thank you, you know, girl with a wrench. <laughs> um, you know, uh, so what is in your targeting site here, sir? Let me tell you something. I'm a fan boy. Yes. Right? B-O-I. Yeah. I'm a fan boy. 
I understand that. I accepted this. And you have been for decades. Uh, yes. I decades. didn't want to go. Yeah, I didn't yes. want to. You but, know, you I know. appreciate that. That's very kind S- of you. Since you were a, a, a wee young Kaiser. A wee, a wee young Kaiser. Yeah. I understand the passion that fanboys and fangirls have. You know, whatever. It's almost they, like a religious fever. It know? is. It really is. I get it. But you have to step back and look at the damage you're doing to your obsession when you are an over-the-top fanboy or fangirl. Mm -hmm. And to that point, I present Star Wars, the last three movies. Okay, so The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, and The Rise of Skywalker. Correct. Now, breaking this down, Mm -hmm. Force Awakens was a good movie. Yeah. Really enjoyable. But it was 100% fan service. Yeah, I mean, beat for beat, they're uh, no hope, but... Right? Now, again, realizing that I am a fanboy, you go into The Last Jedi. Yeah. Last Jedi was the exact opposite of that. Literally pooped all over what happened in Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily dig it because I am an old school fanboy and yeah. I expect my Star Wars to be a certain way. It's like you want your Doritos to taste like they always Exactly. Do. Exactly. And it didn't. Mm-hmm. But when I watched it with my kids, and I've talked about this several times on the show, their minds were completely blown. And I realized at that moment, that Star Wars was no longer for me. It was for them. And the characters are developing and the story was Correct. progressing. Progressing. On a new timeline for right. the youngs, yeah. So, the backlash against The Last Jedi online, on the Twitters, mm-hmm. and on the Facebooks, was quick, extreme, horrific in some cases when you figure Kelly Marie Tran. Yes, and uh, bot-driven as well. Exactly. Bot-driven as well. It was ugly. Yeah. Deeply disturbing and ugly. Right? Yeah. So, what does Disney do for the third movie? They totally capitulate to the fanboys and the fangirls and try to completely whitewash and eliminate everything that happened in The Last Jedi. So they folded up like a lawn chair at the completely end of the season. Completely folded up. They, min- they totally wrote out... The roast eco character practically was a yeah. cameo. Yeah, which was embarrassing for completely you know, embarrassing. And, well, the, the shifting explanations, like, well, she was doing all these scenes with fake Carrie Fisher, and then they didn't work, and, and none of the stuff yeah, it's made nonsense. sense. And nonsense. that is crappy writing. I mean, if you have a writer who knows what they're doing, they can find a place of for those course, characters. So I don't buy that explanation at all. I don't buy it at all. And you know what? I get it. The Last Jedi wasn't my cup of tea, but they should have had the stones. To follow through. Mm-hmm. I would have respected that. And I would have still gone and seen the movie. Yeah. And I probably would have enjoyed it because they're taking me in a different direction. Mm-hmm. Right? But what they did was they created this mess. They brought J.J. Abrams back. Yeah. From the first movie. They completely redid all the stuff they set up so in the second like movie. they like, the whole thing. They right retconned here. Ray's backstory. The whole It was a complete mess. They introduced characters that, okay, why is this person here? Mm-hmm. What, did, what? It was nonsense. Who did he owe money to? That, yeah, <laughs> Exactly. It was so bad. So bad that I read about the, the money situation. Mm-hmm. It's not doing very well at the box office. Yeah, no, it's, it's uh, I believe they, it limped to the, across the 500 billion mark or something. We're talking about a Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. A modern era Star a Wars movie. A modern era Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. Listen. I get that fans are important, especially in this 
environment now with online fandoms and all that stuff. Yeah. I get it. And one Disney brand loyalty. And Disney, right, exactly right. But what they did was a disservice to the Star Wars franchise completely, especially when you look at something like Mandalorian, which is completely new, completely fresh, and a heck of a lot of fun. Really well done. They didn't, there was no fan service. They could have made it Boba Fett, which yeah. was the original intent. Yeah. But having Boba Fett come back to life yeah. would make no sense whatsoever. But if, 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 if it was a J.J. Abrams thing, like in this case, they would have brought him back to life. Yeah, they would have found some way to clone him back. And yeah. It would have been nonsense. Yeah. Complete nonsense. But that brings me to another very similar situation. Mm-hmm. That brings me to Doctor Who. A long uh, history uh, uh, property here. What, absolutely. 50, 60 years now, yes. 50, 60 years. Now, you've got a new doctor last year, mm-hmm. Jody Whittaker. Uh-huh. The blowback, again, intense yes. from the fan Mm-hmm. armies the doctor has to be a man yes yeah. exactly not only that but complaining about the fact that it, there was no connection to the history of the show mm-hmm. how come they're doing these one-shot shows and all that stuff you know all this really ridiculous complaining yeah bottom line is jody whitaker is the best doctor who so mm-hmm. far fight me yeah. on that i mean just i it, there's no question she brings a completely different energy to the show. And she's got an emotional range. She's got an emotional range. Maybe some of the other doctors, their characters weren't there yet. Right. But And then she's also sharing the screen with as many companions as I can remember right. on a show. She's got exactly. three companions. She's flying around the right. TARDIS Right, and then, the, you know, the complaints about there's too much diversity on the season. I mean, mm-hmm. are you serious? There's too much diversity. That's been a complaint yeah. about Doctor Who. So, BBC, they've got a whole year. Between seasons, they go into panic mode just like Disney. But what do they do? They do it smart. Yes. They understand they have this storied franchise. Yes, this iconic property that they've had since forever. They listen to their fans and they are very slowly reintroducing some of that history. Mm -hmm. You've got the master in the Spyfall, the very good two-parter Spyfall. Which was the first two episodes of yes. this particular season. Excellently done. Mm-hmm. Really well done. Lots of action. Lots of action. You've got the master being the crazed lunatic and playing with the doctor's brain. I mean, the master has always been the Moriarty to oh, the doctor Sherlock. There's no question. That yeah. tension has always... It's and, perfect. It's so perfect. It's iconic. Yeah, and they, and they shook up the casting with that as well. I, for one, though, Absolutely. I know Michelle Gomez is busy on the chilling adventures of Sabrina. <laughs> I loved her uh, when she did her little masterful stint oh, a couple of seasons ago. And plus, when you hear like in her natural Scottish accent, yes. I just go nuts. But she, just imagining what the dynamics would have been between her and oh, Jodie yeah. Whittaker, because then you've, you've all of a sudden you've got two women who are playing these roles that have been male roles for fifty years. And Correct. what are they going to bring to that? Correct. But anyway, I digress and interrupted you. Continue, sir. But they are handling it. The BBC and the new the showrunner Chris Chibnall. They listened to the fans, but they didn't necessarily cave. Yeah. They didn't go full panic mode like Star Wars and Disney. Okay, you know what? We spent an entire year introducing you to the Doctor. Mm-hmm. You now have an emotional investment in all of these characters, which to be blunt, there were so many companion changes with Peter Capaldi, I couldn't keep up. Yeah. 
you know, it was like, okay, is this a campaign? Did she die? Did he die? Which is Victoria now? Yeah. Right. Exactly. It was too much. Plus, Peter Capaldi wasn't someone that you felt warm and fuzzy about. He was probably the opposite of warm and fuzzy. Completely opposite. And that, that's not dissing his 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 tenure. There. Yeah, no, he he played the doctor as a very different type of Absolutely. persona. But this is a case where fan service and having a showrunner or a producer or whatever having the intestinal fortitude to push back a little bit mm-hmm. and say, "No, this is what my vision is. I hear you. I'm going to incorporate some of your complaints." And they did. I'm not going to spoil anything for you past. The Orphans 55 episode, mm-hmm. which I didn't like, but, it's it pretty, was a, but... but it was a classic yeah, no, Doctor was... Who episode. Yeah. It was like, it was one of those, what I, <laughs> I classify them as save a little money on the special effects. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the, that was that episode. Mm-hmm. If you're a Doctor Who fan, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. They got to have a few of them a season and Absolutely. you make budget. But... Yes. They are handling it correctly and without any spoilers the the next few episodes are setting up a massive storyline and introducing stuff that will make the fans happy but still address the fact that this is a new doctor with a new outlook mm-hmm. and new and interesting ways that the stories can be told so they're handling it so well so folks star wars folks specifically if you want, and I'm speaking as a Star Wars fan to another Star Wars. Yes. 77 OG. Yes, yes. indeed. 77 OG. Absolutely. Listen, if you want to keep your Star Wars going, because as you can see with the whole Kathleen Kennedy thing, mm-hmm. you got to chill. Yeah. You totally got to chill. And to the producers out there making these storied and important franchises for us. Not only do we appreciate it, but we would appreciate it if you showed some stones. Yeah. That's it. Just stick by your guns. Yeah, no, I mean, because if Bantha 45, you know, posts mean things about you online. Yeah, you it's know, not Because his fifis are hurt. Yeah, it's, it's, you gotta, you know, he's gotta grow too. So, you know, just follow your creative vision and do what you think is best for the characters and the story and the overarching. Right. And carry that vision out and don't get hung up with, you know, the... Criticism. Yeah, there was a lot of criticism, yes. and it's not my Star Wars. But still, if you're in charge of this property, they were hired, you were hired for a reason, and like Correct. carry it to the end. Carry so. it to the end. Show show some backbone. Yeah. Period. And that's that's my rant. All right. Well, that that was a very substantive rant uh, today. <laughs> <laughs> what was it that the, the character says on Mandalorian? That's all I got to say about that. Oh, um, uh, I have spoken. I have spoken. And yes. also, this is the way. This is the way, and I have spoken. Yes. There you go. All right. So I think uh, because you have spoken, we, we should just wrap up now. Um, <laughs> we should. Yes. Nobody wants to hear from me anymore. No, no. They, they want to go back and rewatch these things and reevaluate their opinions. Yes. We must thank the bros. Oh, gosh. Yes. Thank you, bros. Bootbybros.com. If you think it, they will build it. Yes. And thank you, listeners. We hope your 2020 is off to a roaring start. Hope your year of the raft uh, as well. Oh, as- I get it. Roaring 20. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, there. You got it. We will be back soon. Yeah, in a week or two uh, with, with more observations and tech news. Uh, so until then, I am JD Beersdorfer. And I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado. You're going to go back and watch some more Mandalorian, aren't yeah, you? Right.